16. <laughs> Mark chapter number 16. Amen. All right. That's number 15 downwards. This is Jesus' instruction to the church. And he said unto them, go into, the, into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. And he who does not believe will be condemned. Hallelujah. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's look at the next passage that I want us to focus on. 2 Timothy 4. We're going to read from verses number 1 through to 5. 2 Timothy 4, verses number 1 through to 5. It says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Amen. Preach the word. Someone say, preach the word. Preach the word. Or say it like you mean it. Say, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince. Somebody say convince. Rebuke. Exalt. With all long suffering and teaching. Hallelujah. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desire, because, of, because they have itching ears, they will heap for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, and do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Hallelujah. This particular scripture is very loaded, isn't it? But if you're looking for um, a subject title for my message in the next few weeks that we are going to be looking at, I will call it Preach the Word. Hallelujah. Someone say, Preach the Word. This is a month of salvation. And salvation, our salvation is not complete unless it is linked to the salvation of others. There's a famous uh, African leader who says that the independence of my country is meaningless unless it is linked to the total liberation of the continent Africa. And I want to switch it. And I want to say to you that your salvation is meaningless unless it is linked to the salvation of everyone that you meet. Amen. Because Jesus didn't come to the earth to suffer and die just because of you. Hallelujah. But he paid the price for you so that you can also pay the price to get somebody else saved. Amen. So when we say salvation, salvation doesn't end with you and I. Salvation begins with you and I. Did you hear what I said? I said salvation begins with who? With who? You and I. The day you get saved, that's the beginning of salvation. Amen. 
That is when salvation moves from you, from you to everyone else in your world. Hallelujah. That was the whole plan of, and purpose of Easter. The whole plan and purpose of, of Jesus coming to the world. Jesus coming to die. And, and we just celebrated Easter. The whole purpose and plan was that you will be saved. And then you also get somebody else saved. So when he was leaving, after going through the cross, after dying, after being resurrected, on Sunday we celebrated the resurrection, isn't it? Now that he's resurrected and he has been seen by the first, by the, 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 the Mary Magdalene and then the women, and then was seen by the apostles, they were seen by 120 of them, isn't it? And they were seen by when he was leaving. And this is what he said in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. He said that go into the well, preach the word, hallelujah. Preach the gospel to every creature, Amen. Every living thing must hear the word. He said that my, my time with you was to prepare you for the ministry. And the ministry is salvation to everyone. Amen. Today we have turned the ministry or the gospel of Jesus to everything else but the word of God. Amen. When we say the word of God, I'm talking about salvation. Now we have made church about everything but salvation. Amen. We have made a church an empowerment center. We have made the church a deliverance center. We have made the church a, a, a dominion center. We have made the church a, a healing center. All these things are good. But all these things cannot re, re, replace the word. And the word is salvation. Oh, I didn't get anybody to say amen. amen. He says, preach the word the gospel to every creature and he who believes will be saved. You can't preach deliverance for somebody to be saved. You can't preach healing necessarily for somebody to be saved. You can't preach empowerment for somebody to be saved. The only avenue that brings salvation is the pure word of God about God sending his only begotten son because all have sinned and have come short of the glory of the, 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 the Lord and that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. You see, when, when we got born again, these were the scriptures that were taught immediately that the wages of sin is death, the gift of God is eternal life. All have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. Hallelujah. But if anyone will confess their sins, he is faithful and just to forgive them. Amen. With the, with the heart, man believes with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Amen. So this is the, 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 the basic fundamental of the word of God. Hallelujah. And this is what we as the Latter-day Saint Church, we as the modern charismatic church are failing to preach. Hallelujah. Because it is not interesting. Some say that's so basic. But that is why the churches are emptying out. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, that, and these signs shall follow them who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. Amen. So it means that salvation is linked to demon casting, deliverance. Hallelujah. Salvation is linked to healing. 
In my name, they'll cast up demons. They will speak with new tongues. And if they take up serpent, they will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall no means hurt them. They will lay their hands on sick, the sick, and the sick will recover. No wonder the people are not getting healed in our churches. Because all these things are put after the word, which is salvation. Am I talking to somebody? So anyone who preaches salvation, anyone who preaches the word of God, anyone who preaches the, the, uh, the word of God has the power to deliver, has the power to heal, has the power to cast out demons, has the power to, to do all the things that we are talking about. Amen. Preach the word. Someone say preach the word. Paul was saying that preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince. Convince. Convince your friends to get born again. Convince them to get close to God. Convince your, your brothers and sisters. Convince your family members. Amen. Ex rebuke them. Rebuke them. Don't accept evil for good. Don't say that, oh, it is, it's the modern day well, so it's okay. No, wrong is wrong, right is right. Hallelujah. Exhort them, encourage them with all long suffering and teach them for the time. Somebody say the time. The time will come. You know, you see, it looks like Paul was prophesying. Nearly 2,000 years ago, he said that the time will come they will not endure sound doctrine. And having itching ears, they will gather for themselves. Preachers will preach what they want to hear. These days, if you want your church to empty very quickly, preach the type of messages I'm preaching. Your church will finish right now. Hallelujah. There will come a time that men will not endure sound doctrine. They will reject the truth. They will refuse even to hear the truth. Amen. I just heard a story, is it today or yesterday? It was very sad. Like a child, some two kids have gone to kill another child for ritual. And it's because the TVs, the television channels are, are filled with occultic people. People that are saying they will double your money for nothing. If you, if you can get a fresh blood, a blood of a child, and you bring it, all your problems will be over. You know, something for nothing. You don't do much. Just a little blood here, a little something here, sacrifice here, and everything will be given to you. Amen. And those type of channels have increased everywhere. If you come to Sky TV and you go to some channels, I mean, like, it's about, I don't know how many channels. All of them, they are looking in their crystal ball. They are looking into tarot cards. They are doing this. They are doing, coming up with all sorts of craziness. Amen. The newspapers is full of them everywhere because the time has come that people reject the truth. And they accept the lies because they have itching ears. How did Paul know in his day that the time will come where everywhere you pass, you'll be hearing occultic things? 
a few years ago, in my time, you will have to really know where to go to even hear anything about San Gomez and uh, voodoo and juju and all those type of things. If you don't know, you won't know. Because it was not readily available. Hallelujah. Now they have rights. Now you see, if you have, if you're on social media, they'll be re- requesting friendship. <laughs> the, the malams and the voodoo and they have Instagram friends, they'll befriend you. <laughs> They will send friend requests several times. You know, before I didn't used to check my friend request. Anybody who requests a friend, I just click, click, uh, accept, accept. One day I just click, click, click. I was clicking, accept. Then my spiritual father sent me a text. Do you know who you have just accepted as friend? I said, who? Then he said, then he said, go and check your people who have just recently accepted as friends. Apparently, there was one guy who is into the occult, some, somebody, I don't know his name. He said, you have just accepted him. Unfriend him immediately. I said, hey, <laughs> quickly. <laughs> yeah. So these days, I don't just accept anybody. If I don't know you, I don't, why should I accept you? <laughs> Hallelujah. These men prefer lies instead of the truth. If it was that simple, that you bring uh, 5,000, they will make it into 50,000. Bring 100 little chickens, white chickens, and they will give you 100 million. If it was that simple, do you think the person who's telling you to bring it will be poor? Do you think that they will have the time to, to advertise for you to bring 100 chickens? Hallelujah. If it was that simple, do you think that every, there will be anybody at all working? Because if the person who is advertising that if you bring 100 pounds, I will make it to 100 million. If he knows and he can really do it, would he not give it to his, his brother, his sister, his cousin, his girlfriend, even his side chick? Everybody around his circle will be millionaires. It will not get to your tent if it was really true. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? But because we are itching to hear the lies, they also teach us and tell us lies. Even in the church today, pastors are preaching all lies. Because that is what we want to hear. If you preach the truth, they leave the church. See, somebody is sleeping with another person. They are not married. They are living together. If the pastor goes to say it, the people leave the church right now. And they advertise that everybody should leave the church. Hallelujah. Yeah. In this church, there was a brother who was living with the girlfriend. I didn't preach it. I went to them. And I told them. That countryman, we don't allow that in this place. God, me, I'm not afraid of you. I won't come and hide behind the pulpit and preach a general thing when it is you that I want to talk to. Do, do you understand? There are some pastors that will come and hide behind the pulpit and preach a normal, general message. Meanwhile, they want to address somebody. No, no, I'm not that type of pastor. Me, I'll call you to the room. You are here. There's, between you and I, I'll close the door. And I'll tell you what I need to tell you. 
By the time you are leaving, one of us will be converted. Either you are converted or I'm converted. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I called this brother and I told him, hey, we don't do that here. Hey, you should have been here. The guy went into the foyer and he was trotting. Everybody was looking at him. He has never heard anybody talk like that. That this church must burn. <laughs> so I was in the office when they came to tell me that you should come immediately because something is happening in the foyer. So I came and the brother was, he was gyrating. So I pulled him back into the office. Then he started visiting people, doing visitation in the church. He would go and visit people and say to them that they should leave the church because it's not a good church. He would never visited anybody. When he was offended because what he was doing was exposed, he started visiting members of the church. He would go and visit these people. Oh, they should leave the church. Then visit this group. They should leave the church. Visit this group. They should leave the church. This church. Hallelujah. Yeah. The time will come when people don't want to hear the truth. Amen. That is why when you come to the church, it's not all the time you should be entertained. Hallelujah. This is not an entertainment center. We are not comedians. We are not jokers. I don't have to crack jokes for you to laugh, for me to feel that I've preached. Hallelujah. I don't have to always say what you want to hear. Sometimes I should finish preaching, the whole room is quiet. When Jesus finished speaking, the Bible said they were cut to their souls. When the apostles finished preaching in Acts chapter 2, they said, the Bible said, they were cut to their souls and they asked men and brethren, what must we do? How come today when we preach, nobody says, Pastor, what must I do? Everything we are saying is, is for us to receive and be happy. From January to December, you have been receiving and you are happy. And you know that you are not, you don't live right. You yourself, you and I know that you are not right. <laughs> Hallelujah. So how come no message, no sermon really convicts you or rebukes you? then it means that there, there's a problem with the preaching. Amen. I said it means there's a problem with the preaching. Because the preaching has been geared towards making people happy. Hallelujah. These days we, we put, we, we, we name our church Happy Church. Joyful Church. Glad Church. No, the church must not be a happy church. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. It must not be a sunshine church. It must be a place of truth. A place of the pure word of God. Hallelujah. You see, the, the Bible, Jesus describes John the Baptist. He said that, who did you go into the wilderness to see? Did you go and see a reed that is blown by the wind? No, you went to see a man who was 
a man of conviction, who was convinced about what he was saying, and he preached, you brood of vipers, who told you to flee from your sins? Repent or be condemned. It was not a happy message. It was not glad tidings. Good news, joy to the world. No. But today we are preaching joy to the world. Happy messages. Happy church. Breakthrough church. Double and portion church. Many teachers are rising. And all they do is to tickle our ears. Hallelujah. So that nobody now is preaching holiness any longer. Nobody is preaching repentance anymore. We ourselves, we are still preaching. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. We ourselves, we have forgotten that we have a ministry. When we come to church, it is not just for us to come and hear the word. You already said. So I'm not coming to preach salvation. I don't know whether when, when he said that this, the theme for this month is salvation, you're expecting me to come and preach salvation again. No, that would be a waste of time. Are you with me? Because I'm preaching to people who don't need the word salvation. But then, you see, what I, I came to tell you, that your salvation is not complete. Amen? In the Bible, it says that work out your own salvation with fear and what? Trembling, which means that your salvation has to be worked upon. In this day, the new age uh, doctrine that is being preached is that grace. You are saved. So God has done the work. You don't have any work to do. Now that you are saved, there's no more work. You just joy, joy when we go to heaven. So just be here. Just be happy. Just receive all the blessings and receive all the, 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 the goodness of God and the grace of God. And when you die, you are going straight to heaven. No, that is a lie from the devil. That message is not true because it's not complete. Because your salvation is not complete when you become saved. Your salvation is half when you become, because it, your salvation is linked to the salvation of everyone. That's why Jesus said, and now that you are saved, because you believe in me, go to the world and preach the gospel. Hallelujah. And Jesus didn't say it only to the, the 120 people that were there. He said it to all of us. Preach the gospel. Someone say, preach the gospel. Preach the word. Or say it like you mean it. Say, preach the word. Yeah. The reason why the world has now become a place where People don't receive sound doctrine. People don't want to hear what we have to say. It's because we have left a vacuum. And see, nature abhors vacuum. So anytime you leave a vacuum, something has to fill it. So now these type of new age people are filling it. Have you, have you heard of this new age type of gospel? Yeah. Because most of us, the older generations, we have left our children. The messages, the good word that we heard that convinced us, that convicted us to become saved, we are not preaching it to our children. So guess what? Their friends are preaching to them. And they are preaching something totally alien to the word of God. Hallelujah. Now they are preaching new age theories to them. 
some of the things when you hear it sounds so crazy. And the young ones are believing in these things. In fact, those things are spreading wide, wider than the gospel. Hallelujah. If it feels right, do it. Christianity is a progressive thing. So whatever your, 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 spirit, your heart convinces you to do, God doesn't shun it. Now that you are saved, you can do anything. You can do anything. God forgives us every minute. So as you are doing, you are doing the, the wrong God. So there are, there are a lot of people who are in church who are drug addicts. There are some that are prostitutes and you are in the church singing in the choir and it's fine. There are a lot of crazy things happening there because it's the, the conscience is gone. Because we have failed to preach the word. We have failed to preach the pure word. Hallelujah. So they have rejected sound doctrine. Amen. Oh, did you hear what I said? So look at verse 3, uh, 2 Timothy uh, 4 verse 3 again. He says that, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine according to their own desire. But according to their own desire, they will, because they have itching ears, they will heap for themselves different teachers. Hallelujah. They are heaping different teachers. So you think you are, you are the preacher at your home and your children listen to you, but no. As soon as you finish talking, they go and listen to their preacher on the internet. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? I pray that we will become preachers of the word of God. My aim for us by the time we finish is that all of us will be, anytime we are dealing with anybody, the first thing that comes into our mind is preach the gospel to them. And the gospel is so simple. The gospel is simple. You're, you, you are not the personal Holy Spirit. You are not supposed to convince somebody to be born again. But you are supposed to sow the word. The word of God is a seed. Amen. You are supposed to sow the word. Once you have sown the word, that's it. The Holy Spirit will use that word to make a difference in the life of the person. Hallelujah. Pagans have infiltrated the church. Pagans. It's, it's amazing. When I was growing up, you knew somebody who is a malam, a voodoo, a sangoma. And then you knew somebody who was a, a preacher, a Christian, a church man. Today, there are no sangomes. There are no malams. There are no soothsayers. You know those people when, when something gets lost in the house, you go to them and then they'll do something and then they'll tell you who stole the the, the thing that was in the, in the house, those people have disappeared because they are all in the church now. They are now prophets. They are now doctor, prophet doctor. They have given themselves name and they've put all their, the raffia that they put on the, those things, they've taken all of them off and they are wearing suits. They are wearing very nice Designer, gleaming, glistering things. But by their fruits, you will know them. Because they think, they, they see everything but not preach the word of God. 
From the minute you enter the church to the time they say they close, no Bible is preached. The truth of the word is not shared. Hallelujah. They will say everything, dance, crack jokes, do deliverance, do magic, and all that. And then when they finish, people are going home. Hallelujah. Some to have become a make-me-happy church. So when they come to the church, they want to be made happy. So somebody will come and say, Pastor, I am going out with this director of Sun and Moon. He's married. But I want you to pray so that he will leave his wife and come and marry me. And then the pastor says, okay, I will show, give you a direction. Do this, do this. Because it's a make me happy church. So, so long as I am happy to hell with the wife and the children. Hallelujah. And all these things, we should not say, oh, oh we don't know how it happened. We, I know how it happened. When you and I fail to preach the word to our next door neighbor, when you and I fail to preach the word to the people on the bus, when you and I fail to share a tract or share a, a flyer or invite somebody to church, when we stop doing that, it gives a gap. And when there's a gap, demons will have to fill it. If God's people are not filling it. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Sister, make me happy. Meet my need. Don't talk about sin. Tell me how to be successful. This is the type of church we have these days. Bible doctrine is boring. Tend to say, me, I don't like this type of tend to tend to tend to church. Open to, open to, open to. No, 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 no. Pastor, I am having some problems. My, my, one of my uh, mother-in-law is really, really disturbing me. Just do something for her to either die quickly or become sick. Yeah. So don't come and tell me tend to open to, tend to open to. No, 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 no. Do what I came here for. Why don't you go to the, 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 the juju or the... Uh, Sangoma. They say theology doesn't matter. The sermons are too long. Just make it short. Give us a 15-minute sermon and do more magic. So, I don't know whether you've been to any of these type of funny churches. If the pastor will even preach at all, it's only five minutes. The rest is all deliverance and magic and uh, prophecies. And you, you will die. You, your wife will have an accident. You, then it's a long queue. As you are coming, they, they give you the prophecy and you go to the left or go to the right. Good or bad, for, they look at your face, then they design a prophecy for you. Tell me stories, church. We like the pastor who always has a story. One day, I say, "What do we ask for this pastor? I like his preaching. He has a lot of stories." No, I'm not against having stories in your message. I have a lot of stories in my messages, 
But preach the word. Hallelujah. I say preach the word. Make me laugh, church. The message wasn't nice today. It was too serious. We couldn't laugh. Why should I make you laugh? Am I a comedian? Go to the comedy club. Tell me some jokes. Help me to feel good about myself. You will never die. You will be the head and not the tail. God has made you above and not beneath. Amen. Then you see everybody standing, receiving. Help me to feel good. Build my self-esteem. Don't be divisive, pastor. Don't talk about our sins. Because see, when, let's say, between a husband and wife, maybe the wife knows the husband is doing something that is not right. And then the pastor begins to preach. In the heart of the wife, says, hmm, tell him, tell him, tell him. Then the man has become very serious. Hmm. It brings division in the house. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you just let us dance around the problem. Let us not talk about the thing that is going wrong. So that we are all happy. Pastor, don't preach about negative things. Talk about positive things. Hallelujah. Make the church a happy one and people will come. Listen, we won't make it a happy church. We will make it a true church. If you like, don't come. Hallelujah. Oh, I say if you like, don't come. It won't change anything. Oh, look at the way you are clapping. In a world that is full of itchy ears, my brother, my sister, preach the word. Someone say, preach the word. To a generation that has gone astray, preach the word. In a time where there's moral crisis, preach the word. When people don't want to hear the truth, preach the word. When false teachers are increasing, preach the word. When we are in bad times or good times, preach the word. When people listen to all sorts of things that they don't have any business listening to, preach the word. Hallelujah. Preach the word. People have so many theories in life. People have so many illogical theories in life that only the word of God can dispel. But how would they know the truth if there's no preacher? How would they hear if no one is sent to them? If you and I don't go to preach, to disabuse their minds of all sorts of funny things. How would they know? Hallelujah. Recently, I was talking to a, a, a young gentleman who has just come to church. The first day I spoke to the guy, I could see, I, I could feel the number of demons oppressing this guy. And then, it's like every day from that day, every day I see him, 
he looks better. He looks better. His countenance has changed. You could feel the spirit around him is changing. You could feel that things are changing. They are, the last time said, Pastor, you know, yesterday night I got drunk. Pastor, I got drunk. But I set my alarm in two different places. And I put the alarm far away from me so that I'll wake up and come to church. And he said, when I woke up, I felt a hangover. So I just drank coffee, pastor. And I'm sitting here, I'm feeling better now. Now I don't think I want to drink again. Just recently, the guy was telling me, now I don't think I want to drink on Saturday night again. So that I'll be, I won't come to church with a headache. The word has a power to change and peel off things. Peel off all the weights that is on the person. Just bring the person to an environment where they can hear the pure word of God. That will change them. Hallelujah. This type of person is not happy messages that will change him. It's not make me feel good. Already he's feeling rotten. You see, what we don't realize is that we know our sins more than the preacher knows our sins. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah, yeah. So don't dance around it. You just preach the word. Let the word of God, which has the power to break and mold, do his job. Amen. We need to preach the word. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. See, this is what we as pastors are supposed to be doing. Bible says that, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we come to the unity of faith. And, to, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we no more be children tossed about or carried around to and fro and carried around by every wind of doctrine. I'm talking about Ephesians 4, 11, I'm in verse 14 now. That we be no more children tossed to and fro or carried about with every wind of doctrine by the tricky of men, in cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Hallelujah. He gave somewhat apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors and teachers for the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? The work of the ministry is preaching the word. That is all. So you see, my job as a pastor my job as an apostle, my job as an evangelist, my job as a, a, a teacher, my job is simply this, is to, is to teach you and prepare you to be able to preach the word. So I am not the one who is supposed to preach the word. I am preaching the word to my circle. But my circle is help, equipping you to also preach the word to your circle. So if you preach to your circle, 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 then the, the circle becomes enlarged. 
But today, what has happened is that when we come to church, we expect the pastor to go and preach the word in the streets and bring people in. Because we, we have come for our own selfish things. We want to receive. We want to be happy. We want breakthroughs. We want, and, and it's amazing that there are a lot of churches today, they don't teach their members how to become pastors, to, preachers of the word. They don't teach their members how to go and evangelize and bring people. It is all about you be, have breakthrough. You receive deliverance. You, God is fighting your battle. God is that enemy in your mother's house. That enemy in your father's house. I prophesy that they will die by fire. No, 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 no. You see, if you read the Bible, if you're a student of the Bible, you realize something. That even God, when he was driving the giants out of the land for the Israelites to come some of the ites, the Gigashites, the Canaanites, the Midianites, the uh, Jebusites, and all those ites. He left some of them in there. Because he didn't want a, 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 land that is vac a, a land that is vacant. Hallelujah. So some of these demons, God leaves them from time to time to train you for war. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Some of these demons, if they were not there, you won't pray. Oh, you don't like my message. So you see, that, that, these demons, some of them, they are dead. They, are, they, won't, they won't live till you die. The day you are dying, you see that they are, they are still around. So if you, are, you think that you can kill all of them, there are some churches that go, give everybody machine gun. Are you ready? Say, ready. Okay, cock your machine gun. Now, let's begin to shoot. Pop, pop, pop. When somebody goes, have a, a, a cruise missile. What a fool. And as soon as you live, you, you go home, your, your mother-in-law is waiting for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the fivefold ministers are supposed to equip us with the tools so that we can go out there and do the work of the ministry. We can go out there, evangelize. We can go out there, bring in the, 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 the everybody. Preach the word. You know, this guy was telling me that the day he was invited to come, he, no, some, he met somebody who is a member of the church. And the person joined, they were having like a, I don't know, like something, a camp or something. Then the guy said, oh, ask for me, I go to church. The person looked at him, he said, he, he was telling me, he looked at the guy, well, you are weird. What do you mean by you go to church? A young person like you. That was years ago. Then, when he got into trouble, he remembered the word, that little seed that was sown about five years ago. Little seed of the word that was sown. He remembered it. So, he went around looking for the guy. When he found the guy, he said to the guy, I have problems. The guy said, come to the solution center. And he brought him to the center. And then the last time I spoke to him, Pastor, I'm getting better. I feel better. I feel things, all the things are falling off. And he even looks better. Hallelujah. That's the work of the ministry. 
as you are being prepared. It's not about you. It's not about what you need. It's not that, no, no, no. Your salvation is linked with the salvation of everyone around you. Hallelujah. Our duty is to bring them to the house of the Lord. That is our duty. That is our ministry. There's a scripture, John chapter 1, verse 44. John chapter 1. Look at something there. I don't know whether you've seen it. Now, Philip was from Bethesda, Bethesda, and uh, the city of Andrew and Peter. So, Andrew and Peter became born again. They, they, they came to Jesus, right? And then they went and brought Philip because they were countrymen. They came from the same country. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Hallelujah. That's all he said. You, you come and see what is happening in my church. And Nathanael said to him, no, and, and Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, and he said to him, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there's no deceit. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? And Jesus answered and said to him, before Philip called you, when you were sitting under the juniper tree or the fig tree, I saw you. And Nathanael answered and said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Hallelujah. And Jesus answered, look at you. Yeah, because I said to you that I saw you under the tree, you believe. You will see greater things than this. Hallelujah. So you see, you see how, how the equation looks like. When Andrew, Peter and Andrew had an encounter with Jesus, they went and brought their friend, Philip. And told him about Jesus. And Philip came and saw. And believed. And he also went and told his friend Nathaniel. Nathaniel was very doubtful. But he also went. Hallelujah. And then when he went, he had his own encounter. Hallelujah. That is how the church is supposed to be. Somehow, when we come and we see it, we forget about Philip. We forget about Nathaniel. It was Peter and Andrew that came. So the church is full of Peter and Andrew. Where is Philip? Where is Nathaniel? Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to give you the, the reasons why we, you and I need to become preachers of the word. You and I need to become evangelists in the house of God. Number one, because this, we have been commanded to do so. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, it says, go into the world. Amen. It's go a verb. It's go a verb. It's a doing work, isn't it? If I say go, what would you do? You will get up and leave. So when Jesus said, go into the world, he wasn't, it wasn't something he was just saying for the sake of saying. 
It was not an advice. It was not an admonition. It was a command. Amen. We have been commanded to go to the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In fact, by the stretch of this particular scripture, it means that even animals are included. <laughs> Hallelujah. Preach to every creature. Is a chicken a creature? We don't need any other reason. We have been commanded to do it. So let's do it. When you sit on the bus, remember to do it. Amen. Remember to do it. Number two, the reason why you have to become a preacher. Number two is because hell is real. Luke chapter 12 verse 5. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who after he has killed has the power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. If hell didn't exist, why would he have a legitimate excuse? If fear didn't exist, we will have a legitimate excuse to be passive. But hell is real. Amen. In Luke chapter 16, verse 27, you remember the story, the, the rich man and Lazarus. Then he said, verse 27 says that, he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you should send him to my father's house. I have five brothers. This is the man who was in hell. In hell, he was begging for an evangelist to go to his father's house. I have five brothers that they, he may testify to them, lest they come to this place of torment. And Abraham said, no, this is an indictment to us. Abraham said, they have Moses. They have the prophets. They have you. Put your name there. They have charity. They have Joe. They have Peter. They have Pastor Ben. They have Pastor William. They have Joel. Let them hear the word from them. But is Peter preaching the word? Is Joe preaching the word? Is charity preaching the word? Or just charity makes friends with them and just cracks jokes? Because people in hell are waiting for Father Abraham to send their people they can see, Lazarus and Co., to come back to tell us about the reality of hell. And Father Abraham is saying that, no, they have charity. They have Peter. They have Joe. They have Uncle Fred. They don't need Lazarus to come back again. And my question is, is charity preaching the word? Is Peter preaching the word? Is Joe preaching the word? Is Uncle Fred preaching the word? Because if these people are not preaching the word, what's going to happen? The five brothers will still end up in hell. Amen? <laughs> you know, a scenario, I, I, I thought of a scenario. How many know that when a building is on fire and there are people asleep in the building and you have a firefighter who has come to the, with their, their truck outside 
And they know that people are in the basement. And the whole building is on fire. And the person said, hmm, me, I have my own problems. Why should I go into this building and bring the people out? Uh, chief, chief officer, you know, hmm. I am, I am, you see, I have my exams. So I have to revise. What do you think will happen? Oh, I said, what do you think will happen? That people will die. And what do you think will happen to your fire service career? Oh, I didn't hear you. What do you think will happen to your fire service career? A firefighter rescuing people from a burning building may not be, may be fearful and prefer to be at home with his family, but he ignores the fears and denies himself. Like him, our thoughts are not ourselves, but the fate of the perishing. Like him, we shouldn't think about what if I speak to him and I, he embarrasses me? What if I invite them and they don't come? What if I talk to them about God and they, they just insult me or they, they, they look at me funny? The fire service doesn't say that uh, the weather is cold. I need to be with my wife and children. Hallelujah. Jude and verse 22. Jude verse 22 and 23. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Hallelujah. This is what Jude is saying. That have compassion on people. When you see them, ask yourself, where are they going if they die? In this day of COVID-19, somebody can be walking around very, very vibrant, healthy. The next day they are dead. What would happen? Last year, around about this time, one of our members, the father, was a bus driver in London. Went to work, came back home after work, parked the bus, took a car, came back home. As soon as he got home, I'm not feeling well, I'm not feeling well, I'm not feeling well. It's around about this time, last year, he died. How old was he again? I think he was 53. Just died. It was not as if he was sick. COVID-19 just died. He was not <gasps> in, the, in, the, in the hospital. No, no, no. Went to work, came back home. I'm not feeling well. That was it. He was gone. So as you sit by the, the person on the bus, as you, you walk to the person, you ask yourself, what will happen if tonight this person, and they are dead? Remember the fire service officer. That didn't say that, oh, the weather is cold. You don't understand. The water is, is too cold. 
and the place is too hot. If I go and the water falls on me, I won't be happy. I'd rather be at home with my wife and children. You see, the obedience to the command, number five, number four, is an evidence of your own salvation. Obedience to the great commission is evidence of your salvation. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 9, it says that, and having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Hallelujah. So, don't tell me you have salvation when you don't have any evidence of people that are getting saved around you. This is what I say to everybody who is close to me. If Jesus had 12 disciples, every year, 12, have, try and have at least 12 people that are saved because of you. Every year. Minimum 12 people that you can point in the church. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. These are in the church this year because of me. These are saved in the kingdom of God this year because I spoke to them. And it's evidence that you are a believer. It's evidence that you have received salvation yourself. Because if everyone, you see, when somebody gets something good, they tell their friends. Hallelujah. You went to, uh, uh, <laughs> the other day I went to this shop. And the shop, they say, anything you buy over uh, 20 pounds, they give you, I think, five, uh, uh, five pounds off. And you can only buy one item. Or you can only trade once. Do you understand? So it's like if you, if you, Let's say you have 100 pounds worth of things. Every 20 pounds, they give you five pounds off. Every 20 pounds, five pounds. So by the time you finish, it's, uh, you have 25 pounds off. Are you with me? And as I went into the shop, I saw the queue was out into the car park. And everybody was there with their family. Because you can only buy once. So when they buy, then they, they have, their children are also buying. So you see somebody, <laughs> a little child, they're also buying. Uh, Six-year-old is also buying because it's something good. Are you with me? So they've told their neighbors, they've told their friends, and they've all queued. I've never seen a long queue like that before. Queue had gone like this, as if you're in the airport. is discount. But how many will tell our friends so that they also queue in front of the church? Listen, it's possible. Oh, I say it's possible. I went to a church in Paris. The, the church is like a nightclub. They do two, three services. As one service is finishing, the queue is like this. People are queuing with bounces in front like a nightclub. You are not allowed to stay in for two services. As soon as one service, everybody get out. 
and then the bouncers will clear the place, then they start making people come in. Why? Because the people in the church have become preachers of the word. So everybody is bringing their friends. So the place, the queue is going like that. So anytime you come to the church and there are a lot of empty chairs, look at all of the people who are sitting in the church and tell yourself that these are H-E-E-A people who don't preach the word. You didn't like what I said. I don't care whether you like it or not. Hallelujah. Are we going to preach the word? Or are we going to preach the word? They may not listen, but you have sown the seed. The guy didn't listen for five years. Come to my church. Looked at him, laughed at him. Five years he didn't show up. But the day he went into trouble, he went to look for the guy to find out what was the name of the church again. And then he came. Now you see him every time he's coming. So I've given him a personal pastor who deals with his problems. <laughs> Hallelujah. 